It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Uh, we've got a few movies to review today. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. Um, I hope you guys had a good holiday. Um, I had a pretty good holiday. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first we're going to talk about a couple movies we're going to review. Just a couple movies. Um, the first one we're going to review is The Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Which is the well? How long is it after? Was it been twenty years? Yeah, like since, twenty years. I yeah, think since the last one. So, um, you know, I had a lot of high expectations going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to spoil it. We don't want to spoil these uh, two movies, but um, this this movie, I mean, I'm going to give it after thinking about it and seeing it again. I, I saw it again on. TV. I watched it again on the HBO Max. Went to see it in IMAX, and I went to see it in, on HBO Max. And I'm going to give it about three out of five stars. Yeah, I'm going to give it that, too. Um, I really enjoyed it after uh-huh. seeing it in the theater, but I went home later, and the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm, some disappointment started to set in. <laughs> and just like I'm just thinking about things that happened in the movies, in the movie, and I'm, and I'm like... There's a character you're supposed who's upset about um, what they do with Neo, mm-hmm. but the more I'm thinking about, it, it's like that character is right. Yeah, I, I, like that character. I agree with that character. They never should have did what they did at the beginning. There was really no point in it. Uh-uh. Um, uh, how do I say this without spoiling anything? Um. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. They wake up Neo. He's in the Matrix. You see that in 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 the in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. You know he's in the Matrix in the trailer. Um, but it the whole thing is like, well, you didn't really need to do Neo. Why why are you upsetting this balance that has been been set? Yeah. Kind of if you see mate the other Matrix like Neo made this deal with the machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, to stop the fighting, you know, yeah. stop the fighting with the humans, and they said, and the, he made a deal. Well, if people want out, they can get out. Yeah. Otherwise, just leave them be, and there'll be peace between the machines and the people. And they kind of ruin that peace unnecessarily. Yeah. yeah. If you really think about it. Then the other thing I was kind of really disappointed about was the fight scenes. Like yeah. the fight scenes were kind of really lame um like you know neo can do i mean you know keona reeves can still do all of that stuff all you gotta do is watch the the john wick movies but in this he does a little bit he does like maybe one kick and then does a little bit of hand-to-hand but yeah i was expecting a lot more fight scenes but most most of his fight scenes is just him putting out his hands and like force pushing people back and stopping bullets. That's pretty much most of his fight scenes, yeah. just him putting out his hands. Yeah, it's really... Uh, I, I, I felt that it could have been a lot more... I mean, I get that he's like evolved as a fighter or something, so now he can just do anything in the Matrix, but um, 
I don't know. I'd rather see him fight. Yeah, I just again the more I think about it, most of everything that happened in this movie was pointless, and this movie was kind of pointless. It was. Um, it it, and I I, I don't know if if uh, uh, Lana Wachowski even wanted to do it because there's like a whole thing in there that they kind of take a dig at Warner Brothers. For, like, they do. Warner Brothers. It gets really meta. Yeah, bit. yeah. Warner Brothers. She's <laughs> like, okay, so they want a sequel to the Matrix trilogy, uh, Thomas, and they Warner Brothers says that they're going to make it with or without us. <laughs> Which kind of was true. Yeah. Well, yeah. this movie did not do well at the box no. office. Critics weren't kind, and Keanu Reeves was asked about it recently and he said yeah there's no plans to do anymore this was no it. i think yeah i think he pretty well like the way they set it up at the end it's like that's it well really the way they him. said it the end was kind of they left it open-ended but still it, 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 there's not going to be much to do after that. yeah but and i'm also thinking about the end though and it's like the things they're saying is going to happen now i'm like okay but but what does that even mean what does that even mean? <laughs> There's mean. no explanation. Right. And they kind of yeah. leave it open in. I think they probably would have made a sequel or something if this did really well. And it, yeah. The critics liked it, but... No. Yeah. Was... It, it, I felt... I, at this point, I just feel extremely let down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been so much better. Yeah. All right. So the next movie we want to talk about is The King's Man. The King's Man. It's and a this... prequel to The Kingsman movie. Yes, it is, and this movie—I love this movie. <laughs> it was, um, so it was it was really fun. What's crazy is that we went to see the Matrix before we saw this, and then we were like, "Why did we go see the Matrix? We should have just gone to see this movie." First. Yeah, I, I I left. I'm like, you know what? I liked this a lot more than the Matrix. I had yeah. a better time at this than the Matrix. Yeah, it's um, it's the typical Kingsman flair with all the action and the humor. And stuff, but uh, it plays around with like World War One history mm-hmm. um, in a way that's really fun. And uh, the characters that they have is like, think about all the bad people that were in that time, and, and then like put them, put them around a table with like an evil overlord in charge of them. <laughs> so you've got like Rasputin, and you've got you know uh, Princeps, the guy that. Uh, the guy that killed France, France Duke Ferdinand. Mm. Um, you know, you've got all these people sitting around the tables like they all know one another, which is really insane. Um, but it really gives you like that background of like where all this came from. Now, what I really liked about this movie was that it balances really heart-ripping drama with like crazy action comedy. Yeah, that's well. That that's what a lot of critics were saying that that didn't work, saying that it was not balanced well. And I thought it was fine. It was. It, it was a little bit jarring to go from one really goofy scene to the next scene being like really like a really serious tragic scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think it was fine. I didn't, I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't think it was unbalanced. Yeah. In the tones, but um. Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? Well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm just you're talking about like all the the pe- you know the villains of World War One and stuff getting together. This was it. It had a little bit of a like a uh, what what what's it called? Uh, 
extraordinary gentleman. Yeah. That's what, it kind of had bit, a little bit of that vibe. But not dumb. Like no, <laughs> no, I'm not talking. Well, I'm not even talking about the movie. I'm talking about like the way. It's, oh, like a group of people yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The way they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, Rasputin was really <laughs> funny. Risa Fons is. Oh, and the villain too. The main villain at the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I didn't see it, it coming you see, either. You, you hear his voice. You see the back of his head, and through the whole movie, we're like. Oh, that's probably Simon Pegg. That's probably yeah. Simon. I thought but it was Simon Pegg. It's not Simon Pegg. The and way they like, were hiding, the way they were hiding it, I thought they were gonna have like a big celebrity cameo that they're mm-hmm. hiding, but no, it wasn't. No, but, but man, it's it's like you don't see it coming. It hits you blindsided. But I'm also thinking after watching this movie, I'm like, you know what? I like this cast a lot more than the mm-hmm. cast of the the first two movies. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think the second movie was very good, honestly. But but. I really like, but I did like this first one. But I liked this cast better. I really did, and I kind of hope they do more with this cast. Yeah. I mean, they even though they're like shooting Kingsman three in like yeah. September, but I want to see more Rasputin, even though Rasputin, you know. Well. I want to see Rasputin. Again. Yeah. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He basically ballet dance fights. It's awesome. Um, okay, so how many stars are you going to give this one, Richard? I'm gonna get. You know what? I had a lot of fun. I'll give it. I'll give it five. I'm gonna give it five out of five. I really enjoyed it too. I had a good time watching that. It really made me laugh and uh, kind of pulled on the heartstrings a little mm, bit too. A little it's bit, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, full range of emotions. All right. So next, we're gonna talk about our movie of the week, and that is Prisoners of the Ghostland, with none other than Nicholas Cage, the guy who'll do a movie for. Anything, I guess. Anything. Because this movie, I'm going to say this is the most bizarre movie I think I've ever seen as far as like its plot because I couldn't figure out what was going on for the first probably 20, 30 minutes. Oh, I still have no idea what was going on by the end. (laughs) This film makes no sense at all. It's from the... Son Sion or something like that. It, it's it's a Japanese director. He he does like <laughs> Japanese films and stuff. Yeah. Um. I think this was his first American film. There's so much avant-garde weirdness going on in this movie. I'm not really sure if it's even avant-garde if it's just like an acid trip or something. There's some weird stuff going on, and I don't get it. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie with samurai, and then there's like geisha girls, and there's. Uh, Nicholas Cage in a leather suit that's got bombs on it because he's got to go rescue some girl or something. And the guy's the governor who's in charge of all the samurai wears like a outfit like Boss Hog from the yeah <laughs> from yeah. from the uh, Dukes of Hazard doing a really bad Southern accent. Oh man, it's horrible. And and the, and so he puts this suit on him and it's got two bombs at his neck. A bomb on each arm, and then two bombs uh, in his crotch area. Yeah, <laughs> one for each. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah, but um, oh well, one of those blows up. I won't yep. tell you which one, but I yeah. mean it's pretty gross. It, and <laughs> it, it, this movie just—I have no idea what's going on in this movie because, know. like, things just make no sense. Like, there's this one character, and you think. You think you know he works for uh, the 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 boss character, the mm-hmm. governor is what he was mm-hmm. called, um, 
but then he starts helping the girl um, <laughs> suddenly. But then he starts still fighting Nick Cage and everything. It's like, wait a minute. Why are you helping her, but you're still trying to kill him? I don't understand. Yeah, what is going sense on why here? Why people fought each other in this? There's also this bizarre thing where there's some kind of cult or something. Yeah, and they're trying to keep time from moving forward. Yeah, I was, so they have this giant clock, and these dudes have this rope attached to the second hand, and it's they're pulling on it constantly to keep time from. Moving. Yeah, I was just fixing to bring that up. Um, yeah, and it's weird. It's a really it's weird cult. so weird. I don't, I don't understand it. And they, like, put them in, like, these porcelain things and make them look like mannequins till yeah. they can, like, find... They say the girl lost her voice, but then these others, like, lost some ability to do something. They So they apparently they put them in this mannequin thing until they get that back, which, I, I, yeah, doesn't make any sense. None of it um, makes any sense. And when, yeah, and so... After the girl is saved, um, you know, like, the governor's dead. The boss can find, uh, time can move again. And so they let go of it, and so the clock strikes 12, and then it just blows up. The <laughs> clock just blows up. It explodes. What? Oh, and, the, and, a, and a nuclear bomb goes off probably within 100 feet of these people and doesn't vaporize them. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, there's so much weirdness. So much weirdness. And just... Nicholas Cage there in the middle of it saying he's going to karate chop people. Didn't he say hi-ya even once? Yeah, no. He said it more than... He said it three he times, but what he said was hi-effin'-ya. Hi-effin'-ya. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably one of the weird... Where can we can watch this on Shudder? You can watch it on Shudder. I mean, yeah. you can rent it other places, but you can watch it for free on Shudder. Yeah, if you have Shudder. So, all right. Well, that was... That was a pretty horrible movie. Yeah, it was. I, I, by bad movies, that was probably. Yeah, one of the that was hard to set through. I, I'm gonna I give it not. half a star. Yeah, <laughs> half a star. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. Mm-hmm.